everybody and welcome back to this this special edition New Year's Eve episode of Escape Rocket. Happy New Year everyone. Everyone listening, everyone listening after release night that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but realistically, people aren't going to be listening on, on New Year's Eve, but that's fine. We're yes. consistently on a Friday and we can't help that. Um, <laughs> and it's, it'll be New Year. <laughs> we can't help the fact that it's now a Friday, okay? And actually, events have worked out this week, like, yes. year. Like, we talk about the fact that Christmas was a Saturday this year. Yes. It was actually a weekend. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this week, we are going to be talking, like, about our escapes of the year. Um, like, uh, these are going to be our favourite things that have happened this year or our least favourite things that have happened we're gonna have a little bit of a chat. We, you know, feel free to uh, message us on Instagram afterwards if we raise something that you want to talk about more. Um, and yeah, it's just gonna be a bit of a, a laid back one because it's New Year and everyone's gonna be all, you know, ex- excited and agitated and everything else like that. So this is something nice and calm. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be a nice year in review um, and hoping for a better 2022. And that just rhymed, so that's great. Oh, fingers crossed, you know, th- fourth, fourth year of try, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, where would you like to start off, Will? We could start off with some uh, movies. That's a good way to start. <laughs> because, um, like, we, we've both done this a little bit differently, and I've only got like movies and TV shows, and you've got a few other things that you're branching into, so yeah. we'll start off with kind of a, a shared one, and then we can... Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, I, it's kind of a recent one. We've already done a podcast on it. You know, most of these things we've done podcasts on. Let's just let's point yeah. that fact out. <laughs> but I think we should start off with the most recent one, which is Spider Man, Spider Man No Way Home. Even <laughs> yes, I also had that on my best movies of the year. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. Like it, it, it just. It was incredible as an experience, as an like as a film. It was just amazing. It's, I think it's come out to be like the highest grossing film since Endgame, or like, like including Endgame or something. Like, it's the highest grossing film of the pandemic era. I know that much. There we go. It, it, it's it's just, and I think it's done something for Marvel as well. I can't quite remember what I read, but basically, basically, it it's broke records as it did with the trailer, as it did with the first open like opening day release. It's, it's broke things. <laughs> yes, and I, I don't. I don't really want to. We're not going to spoil it because um, I don't think that would be fair. We, we can maybe spoil some of the other movies that came out a while ago, but not No Way Home. Um. Yeah, we won't go into spoilers, but um, if you want to listen to the spoilers, actually, listen to our podcast from about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, <laughs> um, where we did yes. a spoiler review of it. Ooh. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was. It really was some. It was groundbreaking. The amount of things they managed to include in it, and um, not not and execute to a high degree, was insane. <laughs> um, especially for a superhero film, um, because they often get critiqued for things like that. Um, yeah. It was just, it was incredible. And like, this is like, you'll notice that a lot of my things are linked to a big topic, but they're things that I would tangent into anyway. <laughs> um, so one of the main things that I loved about this film was the fact that we now get like a confirmed Zendaya and Tom Holland relationship. Um, <laughs> they are literally the most adorable couple and it, it, it gives me life. Like all of their interviews for for... 
um, promoting this film have just been so cute. And I'm like, oh, you cute. It's so cute. <laughs> um, I keep seeing a video on Instagram of Tom Holland in interviews and he gets like, asked like who his first celebrity crush was and he says Zendaya and all that kind of stuff. He's really living Honestly, the dream. He's winning. Like, <laughs> he did... I don't know whether he, it was like an interview after Spider after he was revealed as Spider Man or whatever, but they were he was like, yeah, yeah, Spider Man's a superhero who's been my favorite since I was a little kid, and like there's pictures of him in Spider Man costumes and everything like that, and then he became Spider Man, and then, yeah. and then he's like, my childhood crush is Zendaya, and he's dating her, and I'm like, seriously, <laughs> what type of black like black magic voodoo are you using to like, <laughs> win at life? Because it's just not fair. Um, <laughs> it's insane i mean i love tom holland anyway don't get me wrong yeah. um and zendaya for that match <laughs> like for that fact love it love both of them um and it is just the cutest thing also for, for no way home it was incredible how some of the characters weren't included in any of the promote like any of the promotional interviews or anything like that after mm. i mean yeah. there's obvious reasons why but <laughs> um like even some of the characters that were in the movie is mainly like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, the main three, like the heroes, and then uh, um, like Willem Dafoe and then Alfred Molina is pretty much that have been doing the actual press stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I've I've just been praising the, the the entire relationship thing, but in my head, I'm like MJ doesn't have a massive part in this film, like. There are some of the villains that have a huge part in this film, and then they're not in any of the promotional interviews and stuff. No, yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> I feel like Marvel will like, hang on, you two are in a relationship. Hold up, let's get you two on press. <laughs> let's get um, these uh, wholesome uh, moments that are going to get some free real estate on the internet. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't in like barely any of the promotional <laughs> press or anything. <laughs> And I'm like, he's he's like a main, main character. And arguably he was a bigger character before... Well, maybe he wasn't a big character before Spider-Man was released. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't know. Amazing. I mean, I, get, I think it's a thing of like... Um, all, the all the people who play characters are asked before if they want to do the press. But mm. you'd think some of them would go, yeah, 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 let, let's, let me do it as my character's huge in this film. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> The only thing I've really seen of, of Benedict Cumberbatch is him running away from his security guards <laughs> at the red carpet. That was funny. I think that was the same night that I saw one of the cutest things Tom Holland's done since like the relationship's been announced. And he was he was giving an interview to, to someone on the red carpet, and then Zendaya arrived, and he's like, "Hold up, <laughs> let oh, me yeah. just watch her come." And I'm like, "That is adorable. That oh, yeah, is so cute." One. Um. Yeah, it's it's just oh, it's adorable. Apparently, she's picked up British colloquialisms but with an American <laughs> accent, and I'm like, I need to, I need proof of this because this is incredible. Um, He's converting yeah. her. <laughs> We're slowly corrupting it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah. Back to the film, it was it was insane. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very good. I mean, I know you've been a massive Spider-Man fan since the beginning. Like, he's one of your favourite superheroes, I'm going to say? Question yeah, mark? probably, yeah. Yeah. So you and like the people we went to see it with were really, really hyped up about it. And I am I will be the first to admit, Spider-Man isn't my top superhero in the MCU. Um, he's up there, but he's not the top for me. There's a yeah. couple others that, like, overshadow him or whatever else. But even 
me who wasn't a massive fan, I was blown away <laughs> by this film. Um, and I said it in the podcast that there were so many moments in the cinema where I was just, it was so emotional to experience <laughs> like those moments with people with with massive fans um like all the whooping and the cheering and everything like that it, w- it was moving almost <laughs> um so no yeah, yeah I, I get that you, you know you know what's funny actually um my mom actually went and watched it today did she with with my brother because he wanted to see it and she was like it actually wasn't that bad i mean i fell asleep in the middle but it was actually quite good and i was like she hasn't even watched the other ones <laughs> Oh god! I mean, the fact that she thinks it's a good is is amazing. But the fact that she fell asleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think I think the only other Marvel film that she's seen, like MCU wise, is Ant Man because I mm-hmm. watched it with her once, and she was like, "That was okay. it was alright." That's <laughs> okay. Ant Man is my dad's favorite. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Random one, but he was. I think he saw it. Well, obviously, I think Civil War came out before Ant Man, right? Uh, so, like, no. Ant-Man was 2015 and Civil War was 2016. Ah, I watched Civil War before Ant-Man, that's how it works. Oh. <laughs> I, I saw Ant-Man as a trailer and was like, eh, I'm not really bothered about it. And and we didn't bother to buy it after it released on DVD and everything. Um, because for anyone who wants to know, my dad has the biggest DVD collection I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen Hot Fours and you've seen like um, oh, Nicholas um, Frost... <laughs> <laughs> like room that's like my dad in like five years i reckon <laughs> but um no i was the first one that my dad was just like nah this one's my favorite and it's the one that he keeps going back to me and mum kind of go for hot men and whatever he's like nah this one's really funny yeah i mean he was voted what was it it wasn't his sexiest man this year or something <laughs> yeah i think so yeah I don't personally. I don't see it, but fair play, fair play. I, mean, I, th- to the I think he's a good-looking guy, but the personality is just too much. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's such a nice person. I, it just kind of takes over. Jonathan, <laughs> oh, that, I love that so much. That dog. Oh, when that's put into like little gif, not gifs, but like ten-second videos, I'm oh, I'm in tears every single time. It's great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so random as well. Like everyone else is like, meh, meh, meh. and you know Paul Rod knows it, but he's just like Jonathan. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, just it, if you have an opportunity to, because I think it's still in the cinema for well, it's going to be in the cinema for a couple more weeks. I think go see Spider Man. <laughs> um, yes. Because even Will's mum, an an almost anti MCU person, enjoyed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I th- where where can we where can we move on to after Spider after Spider Man? Well, um, I can segue into my vying for the top spot Marvel movie or just overall movie of the year ooh, for me. Go for it. Go which for is it. also a, like I say, also a Marvel movie, and that is Shang Chi. Oh my god! Yes, same. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Like I can't decide um, whether I prefer that or Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, it's still a toss up for me. <laughs> see, for you, it's a toss up. For me, it's like Shang Chi easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think I'm wrong. leaning that way as well. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Spider Man was like the experience, the emotion, the build up of like however many years the Spider Man franchise has been going for on mm. film, whatever. 
but Shang-Chi was nothing like anything else Marvel have ever released. <laughs> um, yeah. It was... It and was... Oh. <laughs> it was a complete, like, lowball kind of experiment, experimental film, kind yeah. of an unknown character. Um, I wasn't really that excited for it because I never really heard of Shang-Chi before, and then it just no. completely blew me away. Well, it's like when the MCU first started, Kevin Feige, he could have chosen any of like the most popular um, characters from the comics. So he could have chosen Spider-Man first, he could have chosen, who else? The Hulk first, etc, etc. Yeah. He could have chosen some massive names, and he chose Captain America and Iron Man, who'd never yeah. really been represented at all. Um, and those were his like first choices for Marvel films, and they went down incredibly well, because they were so different to everything else. And I'm... I'm almost disheartened at the fact that Shang-Chi hasn't got... It did get a load of praise, but then it's kind of been forgotten about because Marvel have just kept on stepping it up the rest yeah. of the year. Um, but I think Shang-Chi deserves a lot of credit because it was... It was... It was, it was just... It was so good I went to see it twice. Last yeah. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong, I could have only seen it once and um, and it was mum and dad who went to see it for the first time and that's why I went. But I was like, no, it was that good, I want to see it again. Yeah, um, I feel like Shang Chi and Eternals both um, had the the detriment of being sandwiched between Black Widow, which everyone was talking about, as being five years too late, and yeah, um, kind of had some negativity surrounding it, and then sandwiched between that and uh, Spider Man, which yeah. is obviously Spider Man. So those two kind of got <laughs> forgotten about a little bit, which is a shame. A little bit. Um, what happened before Shang Chi? I think wasn't Shang Chi like the first one Marvel released? Post pandemic, like no, in Black, the, no Black Widow was one. Black it? Widow was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Either way, I've got my order a little bit more. Just, but I, I agree with what you're saying completely. Like, if though, if Black Widow and um, Spider Man hadn't been coming out this year, I think Shang Chi and Eternals would have got far more stuff mm. than they did. Now, don't get me wrong. We, we've, <laughs> we've criticised critics. <laughs> For the fact that they didn't like Eternals in any yeah. way, and we're like, were you watching the same film? <laughs> um, because it, that, but I think it is that it's that difference, and that's <laughs> why it worked, but also why it didn't, I guess, because you know you've got your standard superhero formula, which Eternals doesn't really follow, and then mm. you've got every other MCU film that's been released so far, which Shang Chi isn't really anything like. And they're both new kind of unknown characters as well. Yeah, they're, they're characters that haven't really been ever, well, as far as I know, they've never been explored in modern cinema or anything. Or even on cartoons, I don't think, either. I don't think any of those no. characters have showed up. No, not as well, not as, not to our knowledge, anyway. We, yeah. we could be wrong, and there could be like a 50s cartoon about the Eternals or something. <laughs> <laughs> but from what we know, there isn't any form of representation about these characters, and it's, it's kind of, it's... It shows, I suppose, what the critics like and they don't, because Eternals should have got a lot more credit because it had a... <laughs> you'd, you'd think, like, oh, diversity, um, ensemble cast that's not, like, the standard formula, a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of, like, reality in there, I suppose, like, damaging the planet and stuff like that was brought up in it. Um, yeah, it's like a great no, style like, it's like, oh, Yeah, exactly. Like, you would think that's going to get brought up by critics and they're going to be like this is incredible whatever because it's so relevant to our times or anything like that they hated it <laughs> yeah um and then you compare it to something like shang chi which admittedly does have the cultural diversity but is missing some elements that eternals had 
and they loved it. So I, I just it amazes me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it really confuses me. Like they don't like regular Marvel movies because it's formulaic <laughs> and just action heavy and whatever. And they don't mm-hmm. like it when they when they you know try something new and go for a bit more of a character driven, slower story driven one with you know diversity yeah. and great visuals. I don't like that either. <laughs> like no. it's just. <laughs> They're like, we don't like this anyway, but now you're changing what you've already done? Nah, that's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> um, like, you can't win, but anyway. <laughs> you can't win. But back to Shang-Chi, it was, it was so good. Aquafina's performance was amazing because she did... She was still like the comedic relief, but she was serious in it as well, um, which was an amazing side to see of her acting ability. We got introduced to Shimu Liu, um who was unknown before this. He'd, he'd done uh, stock images. He was a model for those. <laughs> um, yeah, and he did um, Kim's Convenience as well. Yes, exactly. So he was completely, re- well, it wasn't completely, but relatively unknown. Um, and he was, he did a phenomenal job in this. Um, it was the first movie that he'd done. Well, exactly. Like, first movie and you're being thrown into, like, a massive cinematic universe <laughs> with yeah. a huge fun base. What the pressure! <laughs> and um, then, and then, knock it out of the park. <laughs> oh, fully! Like he, he saw that assignment and took it. Like that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have dragons in that film, but you have fantastic other fantastical are uh, like animals from um, Chinese culture. You've got family-driven action in it. You've got. Oh, it's just, you've got badass females in it. It's just great. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I, I like so. Spider Man and Shang Chi are both on my like top five films of the year. Yeah. Um, and you know, I didn't want to be a bit of a you know Marvel Andy and just put Black Widow and Eternals on there as well. So I didn't put them on there just to diversify the list. But they are honourable oh, yeah. mentions for me. <laughs> Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I one of my notes is a black is a is a black no is about a black widow even. Um, but I don't know. After after a couple months, black widow's kind of like simmered down a bit for me. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what, that's it. Sounds awful, but it is one of the because it was set post uh, pre end game, and it is set like in its own little time bubble, as it would be. There's a lot of things that now I've watched, like the later Marvel films, and I'm like, but why? But, but why is this not mentioned? <laughs> because yeah. now, like, well, like the entire introduction of um, Yelena and like her family, her, her family, um, and then that's not really like ever. Go- well, I mean, it wouldn't have done because that wasn't <laughs> wasn't originally part of the MCU. But like the fact that it's never brought up in Endgame or anything like that, when there's some quite important things that happen um, regarding Black Widow. And it's, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a couple things, but... Yeah, it's one, it's one of those things where they, they do like a, a back-in-time movie, you know, like set it in the past, but then yeah. they bring in a lot of characters that aren't just going to be stay in that movie and there aren't going to be a big characters moving forward in the story. So yeah. it's kind of like, it brings up that question of, you know, where have they been and... Why has no one talked about them, like you say? Yeah, I mean, it's why it's one of the things I admire, admired even Eternals for was the fact that you know everyone. Well, it's one of the things that people questioned before it came out was if these are the people are like gods and whatever, why did they do nothing in Endgame? Like, why weren't they there or yeah. even mentioned or anything? 
and that's one of the first things they address in that film (laughs) is the fact that like oh yeah we're on a mission where we're not allowed to intervene unless it involves like a certain like thing and i (laughs) i admire the fact that almost marvel were like we know (laughs) that people are going to kick off about this so let's sort this (laughs) out um because you know marvel have done pretty good from that because obviously loki wasn't really any isn't anything to do with main mcu storyline anymore other than the introduction of the multiverse which is fine um and then hawkeye which has just aired you've got the introduction of kate bishop which which for some reason we didn't actually mention last week (laughs) um yeah it's true actually (laughs) we talked about like we were mentioning kate but we just didn't really go into it so we apologize for that one. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of things we forgot to bring up last week, but you can forgive us. It's Christmas. <laughs> it was Christmas. <laughs> Our heads are everywhere, and plus, it was sort of it was intentional. We we didn't want to give you spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but either way, the introduction of Kate Bishop, they intru- like they introduce her by going, "Yep, she's lived th- like she was a child during um, the first Avengers film, and then she got inspired by Hawkeye and whatever." And, like, that's addressed in that way. But then, you, like I said, you've got the introduction of Yelena and you've got everyone else, and that's not, <laughs> like, and her family. And they're not mentioned at all during Endgame. Now, admittedly, Yelena gets a bit more during um, Hawkeye because it's explained that she was one of the ones that got taken by the snap, crack, bang, whatever. <laughs> um, so that's, like, sort of cleared up that storyline, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, it's. I mean, I think it, they've done it enough, well enough that it it won't make too much of a difference. And I think if I rewatched like Infinity War and Endgame, I could probably it probably makes sense that Black Widow didn't bring her up or anything. Yeah, probably. Because um, I don't think ever, never any of the conversations kind of warranted it. But no, um. Yeah, but back to Black Widow. <laughs> One of my points is I am very thankful this year for the introduction of Yelena. Um, yes, me too. She is she is my biggest girl crush in the MCU. Um, <laughs> not and Florence Pugh is like my biggest like real life girl crush. I guess. Um, <laughs> I just I love Yelena as a character. I love that she's witty. But she's like not thick. Like she's not comedic relief, but she's got a level of wit and humour to her. She's badass without necessarily trying. She's got intimidation that like the same level of intimidation that Black Widow had. Um it's oh, it was so good. <laughs> um Yeah, like we I think we, we talked about it a lot, um probably the Black Widow review, which is our very first episode, and uh yeah. in last week's episode, the Hawkeye review. Um but yeah, just <laughs> just re- reiterating all the points. Yeah, she's she's just amazing. Just like, she really is. Like as a as a theme. as a what's the word inheritor of the Black Widow name? As I guess it. I mean, it's not been confirmed, but effectively she is. Mm. As as like a um a follow on Nat, she's an incredible, like equivalent, if not more. <laughs> Than Natasha Romanoff was. Oh, definitely um, more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I just don't know what it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Scarlett Johansson did a phenomenal job with Black Widow, but I think Florence Pugh has already shown more emotional depth. Mm. Um, especially in Hawkeye last week when we reviewed that. Um, 
in the last episode of that, I mentioned how the fact uh, the fact that in her eyes you can see that she is t- <laughs> she still hates Hawkeye, but she's emotionally broken by everything she's properly finding out, and and how despite not liking this one, <laughs> the, the, you know this person, she's walking away from that, and you can still see she's hurt by it and whatever. And like, oh, Florence Pugh's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like I said, she's just she's a badass assassin with humor, and it's oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I guess um, I can also add on to that and say Haley Steinfeld needs to have some appreciation <laughs> for the, the stuff she's done this year because she's done a lot. <laughs> yeah, she's done a lot. <laughs> like I, I actually want to watch Dickinson now just so I can see everything she's done this year. Yeah, there's a couple things, and like I've seen a couple scenes. I'm like my Instagram or whatever, and I've been like, oh, this looks really funny. Like, Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's like period drama with a twist a little bit. Um, it's just great. <laughs> uh, to be um, fair, that might be a good segue into pro- pro- possibly my, no, my favourite TV show of the year, <laughs> which is Arcane. Oh, okay. Um, which is one of my favourite TV shows ever, actually. Um, <laughs> You were very impressed by this when it came out. Um, yeah, here are four <laughs> thoughts in our Arcane spoiler review. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I remember <laughs> the first like time. What was it the first week that the first three episodes were released? You were just like, Evelyn, you need to watch this, and I was like, Yeah, 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 I'll get to it. It's animated. I'll get around to it. I Meaning, <laughs> doing like the typical like person thing of, eh, I might watch it in a month or two. And then you're like, no, 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 it's so good. We need to do a podcast on it. And I'm like, brilliant. I'll wait till week three and just binge it. Best decision (laughs) I've ever made. Um, And it's now now something I'm doing with all of the shows. It's harder with Marvel and Star Wars. I will give it that because, like, oh, it's it's no, it's it's almost impossible with Marvel and Star Wars because you can get past, like, the first two weeks maybe with no spoilers. By the time you get to, like, week three and something impactful happens, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, or everything yeah. else is coming out, or, like, something's linked back to the first episode and everyone's like, oh, my God, this links, and by which point, you're screwed. Arcane was really good because it was nine episodes long and it was re- released in, like, three chapters almost. Yeah. Um, of three, and I really liked that. And, and somehow, I, I suppose it because it wasn't really... I don't know, maybe I was just following the wrong stuff, but for me, at least on my social media, it wasn't massively promoted or spoiled or anything like that. I knew of the characters, and I'd watched a couple of impactful scenes through, like, 10-second vid- uh, stories or whatever, but I'd still not really seen anything about it until I decided to binge-watch all nine episodes <laughs> in, like, the space of a day. But it was genuinely the best decision I've ever made, because it was such an emotional roller coaster in such quick succession <laughs> like I'd message Will after every like half hour being like oh god I can't believe this happened and then what episode was it? I think it was like episode 2 or 3 I know, I don't know episode 4 um, I think because it was like the end of the um, can't think of a name not Bubble Powder <laughs> Powder there we go <laughs> like the end of Powder as it would be and I was uh, like Will three, yeah, yeah I, I just messaged you and I messaged like 3 people and went no, then they've not gone bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> they, they can't go bad. But powder is so cute. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for that one. <laughs> she does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was just 
it was such an amount it was so good it, it subverted all of my expectations in the best way possible yeah i can't believe they managed to make it that good i mean i can because i've always <laughs> had faith in like the riot lore and um music and animation teams those have been always been the three best <laughs> parts of <laughs> riot games mm-hmm. everything that isn't a game <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, full credit to Riot because, A, they came up with the universe that this is entirely set in to start off with and thought up of mm. all the lore that goes with it now. And B, they've just done... They had a hand in, like, the actual creative process of it as well, didn't they? Like, the art style and everything like that, I think. Um, yeah, they probably will have done. I mean, all of the stuff was done by Studio Fortiche, but... Mm. Um, I, I don't think any of the story stuff was done by them, probably. I think it was... no. Well, well I, I can't see it. <laughs> but it, it's, it is just insane that, especially for people studying video games, it's insane that, like, something that a video game has, like, has happened with, I guess, and they've created something mainstream from it that has then gone down so well. Um, mm. So that is just incredible. <laughs> something you do um, not see very often is a good video game adaptation. Yeah. There really isn't many good ones. Like, possibly the first Resident Evil film was okay. The rest of them, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, like the original series, I'm still yet to pass comment on the, on the new one on Netflix. Um, and I have to say that the best video game movies and stuff are the ones that kind of have an original concept based mm. around video games, like Ready Player One and uh, Wreck-It Ralph, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I love those films. Yeah, they're both great. Ready Player One was such a, like, a shocker for me because I was really expecting to not understand anything in it or like get bored <laughs> in it, and it was so oh, it was so good. Um, I think it was also the pop culture stuff in that as well that did well. But that's not 2020. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2021 even. Jesus, I forgot what year we're in. <laughs> it's all going downhill. Um, well, but actually, on the, on the topic of uh, video game adaptations, Uncharted got announced as a film this year. Um, yes. Released till next year, <laughs> but it's it's been announced. It looks pretty good. They released a trailer recently as well. Um, still looks really good. Still don't think they've given away everything in it yet. Um, although part of me was like, some things that look quite key that you're releasing, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it just looks really good. I'm hesitant about tom holland's performance in it don't get me wrong i love tom holland but i'm hesitant about him being nathan drake um yeah unless they're seeing it from a longevity point of view in which case i can understand it (laughs) um because he could definitely grow into nathan drake even if he doesn't quite hit it this time although i I think like people keep saying that about tom holland but i think he's i think he's grown now i don't think (laughs) Like, oh I yeah, think, I definitely still needed someone a bit bigger, I think, or someone that can grow facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I love Mark Wahlberg. How the, how Mark Wahlberg was, um, he was cast as Nathan Drake to begin with when it was first like properly greenlit. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it, I mean, that that was like six years ago, maybe eight years. Ago. Um, and in that time, Mark Wahlberg has aged to a point where. He would only really be able to play a, um, for ones who know the franchise, Thief's End, um, Nathan Drake, which is like 
bordering on retirement Nathan Drake yeah. um, which then isn't very good from a franchise point of view because obviously Uncharted is a game of uh, five parts <laughs> um, if you include the like DLC off- offshoot of four um, which means you kind of it'd be dis- it'd be a bit of a disappointment if they only did one film <laughs> um, so in that sense recasting Mark Wahlberg as Sully is a much better decision. But then it is still that thing of Tom Holland is kind of short for Nathan Drake and not necessarily the right build for him. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's kind of short and cute and Nathan yeah. Drake needs to be <laughs> tall and hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tall and hot. <laughs> I could probably do an entire episode on who I would cast um, like debating different people. Um, we, we definitely need to do a, a, a fan cast episode of something in the future. Oh, one thousand percent! Like we could do like a made-up thing as well. Like if they were to do this, we could we would cast uh, uh, like Lizzie. Yeah. That would be really fun. So you know, expect that in the new year. <laughs> um, but also following on from the uh, game adaptations, The Last of Us got announced as a TV series. Um, mm. That is incredibly exciting. For many, 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 many reasons. And I'm not better only... casting, I think. <laughs> it was controversial. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong, the casting is incredible. And I have no problem with the casting and who they've casted. Um, because they are all incredible actors. However, <laughs> the game purist part of me is... It's not upset. But it's like... Uh, how do I word it? It's not 1,000% happy at the fact that the deeply southern white Texan <laughs> um, that Joel is portrayed as in the game is now being played by a Latino um, because, because, without the, the, the Texan drawl. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I still think Pedro Pascal will do a phenomenal job um, as Joel because he's really like he's an incredible actor. Um, and he fits in the age range way, like way of it. But I don't know. Part of me is just like <laughs> Joel isn't Latino or like has any form of accent. Um, and I am. Um, <laughs> I said it before on probably another podcast. I'm. <laughs> I am someone who thinks the original voice actors need a little bit more of a presence in the f- in, in like the adaptations so it no, annoys I... me a little bit that Troy Baker wasn't well, I mean Troy Baker probably was in the running at some point but that he wasn't cast as it because I think now he is the right age as well visually to look to to portray Joel but you know um it's just a minor thing <laughs> yeah no I no I get that it, it's I mean most of the time like Race bending characters is like fine because usually their characters race, especially if they're white, isn't particularly important anyway. Yeah. Um. To, to the character, but yeah, like you say, with like the kind of southern drawl Texas kind of thing, maybe that was one where they should have kept it, but I don't know. We'll see. It, it's a hard one because because some people, <laughs> I've seen the Twitter arguments about it, and I mean Twitter. So what can you expect? <laughs> um. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who weren't happy about it, purely, but like for the same reasoning that I've got. 
but let's just say they're not as eloquent and it <laughs> it does come across as being racist and i'm like trust me mine is nothing to do with the fact that pedro isn't a texan with a southern drawl <laughs> mine is literally yeah. just because every i think it's it would be fine to me if like they weren't trying to replicate the game but from every scene photo i've seen <laughs> that's what that's a bit of a tongue twister <laughs> um Sorry for all of our na- non-native English speakers, because that is not a sentence. <laughs> but for all, like, but yeah, for all the set photos that were released and everything so far, they're going for almost a replication of the game's story, which then it bugs me a little bit because I'm like, if you're trying to, if you're going that close to replicating every part of the video game in real life, why could you not have chosen? <laughs> a, a white guy with a with a with a Texan, um, quite, I, I don't know. It's it's a minor thing, and it's <laughs> like I say, I don't think Pedro Pascal is a bad job at it. I think Pedro Pascal will be incredible as Joel, um, because he really does have that. <laughs> I was gonna say because of Grogu, he has that like emotional depth with a child, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's quite the same thing. Yeah, I think Ellie is a little different to Grogu, but yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I think The Last of Us looks phenomenal so far, and that is also due to be released in 2022, I think. So, in theory, expect podcasts off both of those two things. Yeah. Um, woo! Excitement! <laughs> and for the first um, time, you'll be the the one with the like previous knowledge of the like know, the game right? i'll have the expert knowledge to try and drive conversation it won't happen because <laughs> i'll go on tangents but we can aim we can hope <laughs> <laughs> but i kind of it's kind of i'm gonna try and segue i'm gonna try and segue <laughs> um talking about um things to be released in 2022 I'm very happy that the cinema is back. <laughs> That's a very loose segue. But <laughs> I'm just happy that the cinema came back into full swing this year. Yeah. Um, because there are so many things that have been released. Um, I know I know there was a whole controversy around Black Widow also being released on Disney um, at the same time. But the fact that things like No Way Home, things like Shang-Chi, things like Eternals, things like what else has come out this year on the cinema that was really good? Dune. Dune? Dune? Dune. <laughs> I said it with an American I, I accent then. Dune! <laughs> I, I do a mix. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that those big titles have been released in cinema makes the world of difference, I think, for mm. the audiences, because, like I said, with No Way Home, it, was, it wasn't just I'm watching a really good film. It was you could feel the emotion of every single person in that room. Um, you could, you could, you know, the joy that came from clapping at certain things that happened in films and everything like that. Amazing things that you don't get to experience when you're watching it at home <laughs> by paying yeah. like twenty quid to watch it on a TV screen or whatever. It's just not the same, and I, I'm very happy that cinema came back. Um. I'm hoping it stays back, <laughs> like, it mm. doesn't shut again in 2022, like, fingers crossed, no more restrictions. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy. <laughs> well, I've got a nice segue from that, which is the first movie I watched, um, once everything opened back up. 
Ooh. Um, which is in my, well, my adapted, excluding some Marvel for for um, diversity in the list. Yeah, uh, that is a Quiet Place Part Two. Ooh. Um, which yeah, I just, I mean, both movies are really good, but the second one especially. Um, yeah, they did a lot of character work, and they made the daughter like the main character, um, and kind of played off of her deafness a lot as well, which was really cool. Um, we've we've had a lot of deaf character representation this year, actually, which is actually nice. yeah, for dis- disabled representation in the media this year, top notch. <laughs> um, yeah, like we've had Makari this year, we've had Maya in Hawk, we've had, um, obviously Hawk I mean, himself. Hawkeye himself is disabled to some extent. Um, who else have we had majorly? I suppose to some extent we've had the Bond villain in, Spe- in um, not Spectre. What's it got? No Time to Die. Yeah. Um, there's just been a lot of. I, I mean, in general, there's been a lot of diversity, but it's nice to see um, disabled characters being more heavily represented on, not necessarily as weak characters either. Um, which is kind of a key thing because obviously, if you look back, say twenty, thirty years, <laughs> those characters haven't necessarily been represented as badass people. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely so, not. Like you said, the the daughter from um, A Quiet Place Two is a very good example of like the first one coming in and being just not a, not being a weak <laughs> um, character. Like they've been mm. fully fleshed out. They've done really incredible things in the film. Through like been impactful and stuff like that so yeah um it, I, I have to say it was probably quite a good starting movie because it wasn't like um you know it's kind of a lot of pressure getting back to the cinema it was very exciting yeah uh, <laughs> and i feel like it being a marvel movie or something would have been a bit <laughs> too much it's nice to have a bit of a uh, a slow start a slower start on it yeah. so to speak for um excitement and yeah it was very good so I mean, what I love about <laughs> what I love about this is the fact that you're not a horror film. What? No. And yet, like the first thing you go to see once cinemas are reopened is a horror. Film. I mean, it is more than a horror film. John Krasinski, John Krasinski <laughs> has said it himself. Yeah, it's a family film. It's it's got so much, uh, well, character-driven stuff in it. I guess. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. Good film, good film. <laughs> um, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought then. Uh, <laughs> but m- kind of moving on the train of thought of it's not Marvel. <laughs> I'm going to segue it this way. Um, <laughs> I adored No Time to Die. Um, yes, that was it, was, really... it was very good. What month was that released in? September? Um, yes, I think we watched yes. it. September, it was right? autumn, I think. It was autumn release. Mm. Um, and that film was incredible. I mean, it, it, it really was an amazing Bond film. Um, you won't necessarily appreciate so, <laughs> the, the fact that it was very much a classic Bond film with how it like bad guy on a big island, um, scientific experiments and all that lot. Um, that's very old school Bond. <laughs> that you not, might not necessarily be aware of because you don't watch old films. <laughs> um, yeah, the only the only oh. Bond films I've seen are Skyfall, Spectre, and this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, the, yeah, that film was incredible, and I cried for a good 15-20 minutes at the end of it. Um, 
it it really was an incredible thing. <laughs> there, there is something that happens at the end of the Bond film. Also, watch. I don't know what week we what what week <laughs> we mentioned it, but <laughs> go watch it. Go go find a way of watching that. I think it's on DVD release now. Um, because that film is incredible if you loved Daniel Craig's era of Bond. Um, as you, as everyone knows, <laughs> Bond is not going to be played by Daniel Craig anymore. Um, this was his last one. So if, if you want a bit of a conclusion to his arc, watch it for many reasons. Um, the females in that film were incredible. The villain in that film was kind of creepy and it was Rami Malek which means it was acted well and it's just yeah it was a really good really good Bond film um, One, uh, the biggest thing out of that film that, that I saw for me was one of the interviews um, where I heard Rami Malek talk not in a film for the first time and realised he was American <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea because I've, to be I, mean, fair. I haven't seen him in much I've seen him in he was in uh, Venom wasn't he was he in Venom no he wasn't in Venom um, no he was in Night at the Museum, the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Where then, he doesn't play in America. <laughs> yeah, and then he was in, he was in, um, uh, what's it called? The the Queen film, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, he was in that. He, he, and he was playing a British person in that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was playing someone not American in this movie as well, so it was like, <laughs> just really didn't know he was American. Um, <laughs> that's quite funny. Um, Oh, there's a really funny story about him actually that he sat his twins' exams, um, <laughs> and his twin. Well, no, and he got like A grades for his twin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is that takes some serious skill. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think his like brother is now like eternally in his debt for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really funny. Um. Anyway, going off Night at the Museum actors, and now I've lost it. Oh, that's it. I'm going to bring up Owen Wilson from Loki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good segue. There we go. It, it was a wordy segue. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, Loki was one of, well, was one of, if not my favourite TV show that was released this year. Um, yeah. It was, it was mean, one of my favourite Marvel ones. I'm not sure... I still can't decide which one I like the most, but yeah. <laughs> you like all Marvel things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't choose favourites. Um, <laughs> but um, no, Loki was amazing. It was. I mean, I don't. I I love Tom Hiddleston and everything he does. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will gush over Tom Hiddleston all the time because he is an incredible person and an incredible actor. At least from the way been seen in media and everything yeah. um he's just yeah no that series was incredible it introduced the multiverse into the marvel cinematic universe for better or worse um <laughs> we've mentioned a couple times our gripes about the multiverse but you know so, so um, far for the better but we'll see <laughs> yeah so far so far for the better with possibly a couple timeline hiccups but we <laughs> we will see um but no loki was just it was phenomenal. Um, yeah, we got... and it gave us some other, more great characters as well, like Sylvie. I like, love Sylvie. Um, Sylvie was incredible. Mobius is obviously great, because Owen Wilson. <laughs> um, we even got introduced to alternate versions of Loki. 
<laughs> including Richard E. Grant's version, which was mm-hmm. I like I assumed he was going to be pure like old man comedic relief, and then he comes over like a really badass moment at the end of episode five, um, yeah. which was an amazing surprise. <laughs> and it's it's real. It was really good. The fact that we've you know you. Bah, 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 bah. We can't. I can't English. <laughs> it was really amazing that we've had the character of Loki for ten plus years. He's been born and killed off in the MCU, um, like the main story, the main main storyline, I guess. Multiple times. Um, <laughs> multiple times. I mean, no, but but this time actually potentially. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it was so nice that we got to explore his motivations, his emotions, like who he is as a character, who he is as um, a being and whatever and how. And I liked the idea that deviants were all, <laughs> well, not all of them, but deviants were a, a version of Loki. Um, and how, you know, even all of those had the same occurring feelings, but they were represented in different ways and whatever. So... I really liked that we got more of Loki. It wasn't just "haha tricks to God." It was look this, this this is a person who is emotionally and physically broken <laughs> by a lot of things. Um, yeah, and I think uh, similarly to to what they did with Loki, they did the same thing with Wanda. Like really broke the character yeah. down and um, created a very emotional story with Wanda Vision, um, which was another contender for my favorite marvel show yeah. um so that's also on my list here <laughs> i mean wandavision was that the first one they released on disney plus yep first disney plus show first disney plus show and they opened it with a banger <laughs> <laughs> yeah just i mean the acting from paul bettany and who plays agatha what's her name um uh Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, there we go. From yeah, so from Paul Bettany, from Catherine, from um, Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, just everything about it was so good. Yeah. Um, you never knew really what was coming with it, um, and you still didn't really know what was going on until like the last two episodes, last episode, last two episodes, um, and it was oh, it was so good. It it was so good. Um, and it consistently makes you cry as well. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, <laughs> and it cleared up like a couple things in the sense that we had before this show, we had two versions of Quicksilver. Um, yep. It kind of cleared up that, which is good. Um, and it also gave Wanda... I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't ever a weak character in the MCU. She was never represented as someone who was like weak or anything maybe an age of ultron when she was first introduced but she was never defenseless or anything like that mm. and in this show like you just get a completely dark side to her you're like okay she's strong and she's like mentally insane to some degree yeah um, and now she's now she's going to be the villain in doctor strange too so <laughs> in theory <laughs> yes yeah, supposedly um, um if they don't change the entire script from all the reshoots but yeah <laughs> which is another thing we're excited for and you should expect yes. a uh, review of <laughs> let's just highlight that one in there 
<laughs> that won't be till May. No, oh, so long. Damn it. Um, unless they put it back again. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. oh god, don't Hopefully say that. not. Hopefully not. Well, if they do that, they better move another one forward or put, give us <laughs> multiple shows earlier in the year, like Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just switch them, please. Um, but no, I. WandaVision was incredible. It, like I say, it was the first Disney show that me and mum watched um, after getting Disney Plus, and we both loved it. We both fell in love with it. Um, Agatha is a great character, a great villain in that show. Yeah. Um, although, is Wanda the, the, the... It's a confusing one. <laughs> yeah, who is the true villain? It will who, is the true vi- who is the true villain? Um, but no, so you... And then there's a lot of things that get introduced to be reintroduced later on in the MCU, like the main storyline, whatever. So it it was just it was an amazing way for Marvel to start off their Disney shows, as well yes. as just in general continue their storyline of a of a character. Um, it was yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, so I I may as well just give the the rest of my shows because I'm almost done with the shows now, pretty much. Um, yeah, for my favorite of the year. Um. I guess sim- similarly to the last we talked about, another superhero show uh, being one of my favourite shows ever is Invincible. Right, okay. Which, uh, have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet, so oh, well, that's another one I recommend, but yes, very good. <laughs> um, like, amazing voice acting. Like, yes. you think it's going to go one way. The first episode, you think it's kind of like a kind of a wholesome, like, cartoon superhero show. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a bit more for kids. Yeah. And then there's just a turn... And it goes completely opposite direction, and it's like, and I, I've never been more shocked. Like, literally, I could not handle it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything more than that. But I was like, oh my god, I, I'm, I'm hooked. And then a ground-shaking yeah. twist. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, it was just amazing. And they're doing it. They'll hopefully, they do many more seasons because it was a. It's like it's like one single isolated comic book run that ran for like 14 years. Yeah. Um, so there's not plenty of story to tell. Wow. Um, yeah, so another great one. And, you know, we've got some great voice actors in there, like J.K. Simmons. So. Nice! Honestly, J.K. Simmons has kind of done a lot of things this year. Not really yeah. been mentioned, but I, I mean, fair, fair play to the um, What else have I watched? There's been, there was something else I had on my mind. But... Someone else that we've both watched, which is my last show that I've got on air in my top five, is Squid Game. Ah, yeah, Squid Game's insane. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's hopefully my way of getting you to watch K dramas. I don't know. We, <laughs> we, we may have to work harder at this, but <laughs> yeah. um, somehow I'd already got introduced to K dramas. Squid Game. I'd already started watching a couple, um, and then this came along, and I was like, God, it's a trend. Like it, it, I, it was almost an instant hit, which yeah. I, I I tend to hate in pop culture a little bit. If I'm not or like if I'm not aware of it, it happens. I kind of hate it, but honestly, loved it. Loved every yeah. part of it. Loved everything that's come from it. Um, the fact that like, I mean, Mr. Beast did his own like average person version of it, which oh, some yeah. people said was like better than <laughs> than the original. <laughs> I don't personally because there's some... I wouldn't put it that far. <laughs> no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Mr. Beast did an incredible like representation of it. But because it's such a popular, like it, it kind of missed the point of what Squid Game is meant to be a little bit. <laughs> but it's the, it was the fact that like 
the squid game we saw and isn't ever replicated um and like it's relatively unknown like the games aren't the same thing every time they do it and blah blah blah, blah. Mm. um so it kind of it's annoying that like obviously the, the things they did in it were the the original from the game and the show even but that that's <laughs> i think that's just because they didn't want to think of anything else and those are the, the the ones shown are the ones that people know um that was a very long-winded explanation <laughs> <laughs> um but no i other than that i i just i liked everything um especially when people made the like oh, imagine a british version of this um cause, yeah, it was like british playground games yeah because honestly, some of them would be brutal. Like, yeah. I've seen people be like, oh, yeah, 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 you do Granny's Footsteps first because that's like red light, green light. And I'm like, nah, you do British Bulldog first because you would get death. <laughs> oh, yeah, British Bulldog. Yeah, that would, that would be awesome. Like, I mean, as you're opening the, round, insane. <laughs> give the players, like, swords or, like, <laughs> chainsaws or something when they get <laughs> Honestly, do that way better. <laughs> um, you might get down to, like, two people by the end of it anyway. But <laughs> um, unless you only do one run of it or something, but you've yeah. got like all the guards and they're all weaponized. I don't know. You'd find a way of doing it, and it'd be insane. <laughs> um, but I love that that came from it. Um, <laughs> it was great. Um, K dramas in general have been like a really good escape for this year. It's something I've kind of dipped into a little bit because obviously we started this part in July, so. That was the entire six months before that where stuff's happened <laughs> um, that we never really spoke about. Yeah. And some of those, like, in those first few months, I got into, um, a couple of Korean dramas that gripped me and, like, really too cold and they were really good and whatever. Uh, one was called It's Okay Not To Be Okay. That one touches on mental health and stuff and that's really, really good. And then there's another one called Nevertheless, which was kind of around a little bit before Squid Game. But that was, and that's romantic. So, <laughs> uh, whatever. But it was that one was really, really good too. Um, well, there's a couple of films that I was. I, I put them both on. I've actually got six films written down rather than like my top five because there's a few that I couldn't really decide between. But um, two of them that I just wanted to bring up. We've actually done a review of one of them, which is The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is Cruella. Ooh, yeah. You went to see that and I didn't. And <laughs> I, I, I watched it at home. Um, oh, like, yeah. on Disney Plus, but yeah, and I enjoyed both films very much. Oh, um, if you want to hear our extensive thoughts on the Suicide Squad, go and watch listen to that episode. I'm not going <laughs> to get too deep into it. <laughs> we compare both of them. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Cruella was like, you know, it's another one of those, one of those classic like Disney trying to make a uh, an antagonist a protagonist and doing a bit of a backstory and making them a. Oh. A more relatable character, but I, you know, it was actually just surprisingly good. It was surprisingly long, yeah. But and it just kind of kept going. But I didn't mind because it was like really interesting. Emma Stone was amazing in the in the main role, yeah. Um, and Emma Thompson as well. Just everyone was just like, yeah, they were just. I mean, straight. both of those two are incredible actresses anyway, to be honest. Like, I don't think yeah. I've seen a bad thing from either of them. Um, no, which no, is true. an impressive feat, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was like, I wasn't expecting it to be, it was kind of like a, like a high fashion um, kind of, I don't know, coming of age, also heist movie. So it was a bit weird. 
yeah in the genre but yeah really enjoyed it hollywood seems to be doing it as like a thing at the moment where they're just like let's like make a sympathetic villain almost mm. <laughs> um like venom like, and morbius as well <laughs> yeah like let's not just have like a bad guy be a bad guy let's let's you know let's give them a backstory so you're like oh but this guy's not really bad don't kill him <laughs> i i want like, i just want a villain where i don't like the beginning and then just gonna get worse um, much like Jace from Arcane, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's only one more movie I wanted to talk about on the good side. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, still got a couple to talk about on the the ones I didn't like, but on the good side, yeah. I've got Don't Look Up. Um, oh, that's that new one, isn't it? On Netflix. The new Netflix film, yeah. Um, and I have to say, it is frighteningly accurate to real life. Um, with some of the things in that, like you know, it's about a, a you know two scientists discovering a comet that's about to, you know, well not about to, but it will soon hit Earth and it's big enough to like kill everyone. Um, and it's that them like trying to convince NASA and the president to you know do something about it. Yeah. Um, and you know they tell the world, the press, and whatever, but it's like it's so upsettingly accurate, accurate about how people react. And like, there's like big groups of rallies with people with red caps on, which is, um, you know, a big reference to something in real life. Um, although or rallying, yeah, or rallying saying, Oh, yeah, it's not real, and they're all saying, Don't look up, don't look up, because they're just trying to, you know, scare you or whatever. And then they only realize that they're actually in danger when they can see the thing in the sky, like. <laughs> It's it's yeah. Um Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, it's really good and the cast is really high caliber as well. Yeah, there's like Meryl Leonardo, Streep in it. Yeah, Meryl Streep, Leonardo DiCaprio, um Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Um well, there's big names in it. Yeah, there are <laughs> quite a few big names in there, but apparently um who else was in it? There was a Another one that I recognised, and I didn't see her in it at all. I was like, "Where, where, where was she?" <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that was it. It was um, uh, it, what, can't remember her name. Was she, uh, the one that plays Hella? Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett was in it, and I didn't. And she was actually quite a big character in it, but I did not recognise her at all. This time, <laughs> I was like, "Wait, that was her." What? Like what? <laughs> um, Amazing. But yeah, I recommend Don't Look Up if you want a bit of a depressing <laughs> but also funny film <laughs> about reality. Yeah, but that sounds that that sounds good advice, we'll put it. <laughs> um so before you get onto your little negative, um I am gonna mention something I'm very proud of this year. And that is um my greatest achievement. Um <laughs> I I got a platinum in my in Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which it took forever. I think it's taken me like three months to, to get this platinum. Nice, but like I I mean that's only in like the main game as well. But I'm still so proud of myself for it. Hundred <laughs> percent first platinum. It's <laughs> it's something I've got oddly competitive with myself over, um so that's fun um but yeah it needs like an honorable mention for my own sake for my like little ego <laughs> <laughs> um 
but free, feel free to go on about your little gripes of the year, Will. Yeah, um, it was actually just three movies that I watched this year and didn't particularly enjoy. I'm going to go in order of least offensive to most. Um, okay. I've ranked them out of... I've ranked them um, using the straight-faced emoji. <laughs> Love it. Um, so A Very, very scientific method. <laughs> so the first one is one out of five straight-faced emojis, which is Jungle Cruise. Um, and you know it was it was okay, but it was just kind of longer than I expected and a bit boring. <laughs> and just kind of generic, honestly. And some of the characters were annoying, but I don't know, yeah, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, another one which I ranked three straight faces out of five was Saw Spiral. Oh, yeah. Um, so another addition to the Saw franchise. The only Saw film I've ever seen. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the editing was weird. There was some, like... I don't think I understood some of the backstory stuff, because I haven't seen... I don't even know if these characters have even been in the previous ones, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was just a bit... And it was kind of like a... There was a twist in it, which I didn't see coming, but it wasn't, like... (laughs) Mind-blowing. Yeah, it was just... (laughs) It was just some, you know, a few gruesome sore deaths. Yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just like another one of the another like, generic police story where he has to like figure it out before the time runs out or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the, the final one, which is four out of five <laughs> face emojis, <laughs> is Wonder Woman 1984. Ooh, was that this year? Yeah. Wow, I did not realise that, but I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> Yeah, it was not great. It wasn't good. <laughs> no, and it's something we not mentioned. We've not mentioned because it came out early in the year, I think. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I th- well, it definitely came out pre-podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. That. That was. Oh. oh and the first Wonder Woman was so good. Which is I what, know. I think it's why it bugged everyone because, like, the first one was so good. And then the second one is just everything they shouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, they brought back a sacrificed character. They took away a sword and shield, which was like the coolest part of the first movie. Yeah. They came up with some weird, convoluted like villain plot. Yeah. And they didn't even fight to defeat him at the end. It was just like talking oh. to him. And then there was another villain in it that didn't really fit in very well and made no sense. Sounds about right. <laughs> there was like there was like three or four fight scenes in it, and it was a long movie. <laughs> it was just like what? Uh. Yeah, no, bad, bad, bad filmmaking. Don't. Mm. <laughs> do you want to know how not to do a sequel in the twenty first century? Watch that film. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, I, I, I would agree with you on that. Except I watched Venom. <laughs> <laughs> that True. Is... It's on the same level, I think, for me. I, I've discussed it with many people, uh, and we have done basically a podcast roasting it. <laughs> so I apologise to anyone who might want to listen to our spoiler review on that one, because we're not particularly positive about it. Um, no, th- that film was bad. I would um, say, personally, I think it's better than 1984, just because it's a bit shorter and, like more enjoyable to watch. Like, it's, it's more fun. 
<laughs> yeah, it's over quicker. Um, but but it, yeah, it's still not also not that good. I, I've literally said the only thing that redeems Carnage for me is Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he plays a psychopathic serial killer very well. Um, <laughs> um but everything else in that film is. Oh, it would have been good if the trailers hadn't given you like given away all the impactful moments. <laughs> um, like any moment where you're meant to be going, oh my gosh, this has happened. Oh wow, this is spectacular. Has already been in the tra- <laughs> in yeah. its entirety, and you're like, well, okay. Like even some of the the some like trying to be funny lines were given away in the trailer. Yeah, and it's. Ugh. I, I just I was I was highly disappointed by it, and then I was kind of even more disappointed by the end credit scene of no uh, no no wasn't no, of whichever film it was um where Venom gets introduced into like oh he's gonna be in No Way Home and then he's not in No Way Home yeah. um, I'm very glad he isn't in No Way Home don't get me wrong I'm praising Marvel for not including him. Um, and removing him instantly by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, spoiler for the No Way Home post credit scene. Um, but it is just the reverse of the Bloody <laughs> Big Carnage post credit scene where he just gets sucked back into the Sony verse. <laughs> Which <laughs> I love how he, you know, uh, Tom Tom Hardy spent a total of <laughs> two post credit scenes <laughs> in the yeah, MCU. Yeah. Tom Hardy's Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Cinematic. So. Credits include four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, really impressive. Definitely a pointless answer on the TV show. Um, <laughs> but that's about it. Um, yeah. Hopefully, in my in my personal opinion, hopefully that's the end to uh, not Venom necessarily, but like the end to Eddie Brock maybe because I don't like him. Um, I hope Tom Hardy dies. <laughs> Whoa! No, I'm not saying that. That's what it sounded like. Mad. No, 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 no. Tom Hardy's really good as an actor in, in Mad Max and Peaky Blinders, but they're very <laughs> dark characters. Eddie Brock is meant to be lighthearted and funny, and I'm like, oh, Tom Hardy, don't, you don't fit this very well. Like, how are you outshone by a CGI character? Um, <laughs> also played by him, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this. Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if I could have Venom without having the character of Eddie Brock, I'd be quite happy. But I don't think that's going to happen. You never know. Um... Yeah. <laughs> but in conclusion, Carnage was my worst thing of the year. So I like, followed swiftly a little bit by Falcon and the Winter Soldier just because I was a little... It wasn't... How do I describe it? It was so middle of the road, I was just... It was there for me. It wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't anything particular. Other than the inclusion of um, who's who's in post credits of Black Widow. I can't think of her name. Uh, Val. That's the one. Other than the inclusion of Val, the rest of it, I'm not really that bothered about. Yeah, <laughs> um, like the, the setup stuff for unlike the character development, um, and like the. The race issues and stuff like that, I I really liked, but yes, like as a show, it was probably the weakest of the live action ones. Definitely, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with the fan base going after like going after the person who acted as 
fight Captain America. Like, I oh, don't yeah. agree with everyone going and, like, giving him death threats and being like, oh, my God, you're... Yeah, your character. <laughs> yeah. Not the dude, everybody. Um, give I, don't think, I don't think he has social media, to be fair, so it's no. not too bad. No, thank God. Um, <laughs> like, if you wanted your ego to be on the floor, that would be the best way to do it. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it was like, like, you know, those were kind of the negatives of the year, but they weren't massively bad. <laughs> they, were just, they were just, like, little negatives, I guess. Yeah. Um. But I, I think our biggest positive of the year, as long as you're done with all your notes. Yeah, I'm done on mine. Okay. <laughs> I will finish off with my swag way. Um, I think the biggest positive to have come from this year is uh the, uh, how do I call it? The birth of Escape Rocket podcast. Yes. <laughs> I, um, there, uh, despite, you know, us us being a little bit bad on the social media front, <laughs> not, not being as active as we... Um, I am very proud to say that we have, you know, consistent listeners, and we love you all. Um, and the the few of you that give us like little bits of feedback and nods of like just, oh, why don't you try this and whatever. We've already like included some of them. We've we do, we really appreciate it. We love being able to discuss this type of stuff on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I think me and you have grown closer as friends through this. Um, yeah. Like we're we're loving doing this, regardless of. Both of us are like, oh, gosh, if we can make this a career. But <laughs> um, <laughs> we're just loving being able to talk freely about the stuff that we're really passionate about. Um, and knowing that a lot of people enjoy like listening to it or, um, <laughs> you know, just talking back at us through it. Um, I, I still think one of the sweetest things that I've heard of a friend is the fact they've listened to it. And- Keep on going to talk to back, like talk back to both of you, and then realize that you're on a podcast, and I'm like, that is so adorable. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's little things like that that we love, and this has been the best thing in our year, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so expect more next year, hopefully with other editions that <laughs> that are yet to be discussed, but hopefully, <laughs> um, yeah, including a YouTube, maybe, maybe. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, we keep teasing it, but it hasn't you keep happened yet. It. Honestly, we, we are the worst teasers on the planet. <laughs> um, but I think as we've now teased it like a good four or five times, I think we'll blow through at some point during the next year. Yeah. Um, but if that is it from everyone this week, I have been Evelyn. He has been Will. <laughs> and we will see you next week for another podcast. Or should I say, next year? Woo! Yes. See you next year. Bye. <laughs>